guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs, cats, how the hell are you? It's been ages, feels like, right? Ages. I believe, to narrow it down, last spoken to you guys, probably very early 2018, I'd imagine. Check the dates on that. Been a while. Been, been, been a long time. Missed you guys. Hope you guys missed me. Just stopping in, checking in on you, you know? See if I can't get the old ticks fired back up, you know? A lot, lot going on in the sports world. Not too much to keep up with, to be perfectly honest with you. I get so worked up over one category and trail off, make 30 episodes on five-minute segment. You know, it happens. It happens in the, in the sports nation, you know. Everyone's, you can't please everyone. I specifically cannot please myself. There's so much I want to talk about, so much that makes me itchy. Some of the stuff that happens just makes me itchy. But we'll get to it. Hopefully we'll get to it, you know. Hope you guys are doing alright. I've been doing great. A lot of things changed. A lot of things happening for me on this side. Still grinding it out at the old CC Conference Center. Busy man here. Come in high demand. There's only one of me, you know. Everyone wants a piece. It's tough to give everybody what they need, you know. But I'm doing my best, Daddy. I'm doing my best. So hopefully, you know, stick around for a few minutes here. Maybe you'll hear something you like. Maybe you won't. It's not really up to me. I'm going to give it to you whether you like it or not, all right? Thank you. My pleasure. A lot of stuff happened. All my old listeners, all three of you, thank you, by the way, know that diehard Packers fan, a lot going on in that organization right now in the offseason. It's offseason for NFL. Drafts coming up. Combines even sooner. Free agencies right around the corner. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of, a lot of potential potential spots for a lot of different players. I know I'm extremely excited about the Packers' uh, options that we have going into this free agency, and really the draft, too, man. The Packers got three very early picks that we're going to make a huge difference right away with those three picks. I mean, there's a lot of talent in this draft, so it's definitely going to be interesting. Definitely, I will definitely be watching that close, those first three picks. I know that. Get into that a little more, maybe get into some prospects who I think would be a good fit those first three picks maybe we'll get into the whole draft that's a lot I can trail off though that's what you want to hear we'll get that to another time what else you know a lot, a lot of stuff going on NBA's slowly wrapping up we got under 30 games left for some teams what do you guys think of old Bron Bron I to- could have totally seen that coming that the Lakers weren't going to make the playoffs all this big hoopla for him coming there. All they did was, what, get rid of one guy? And he was damn near the best rebounder. So, you get what you sow, King. You get what you sow, really. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Lake Show, maybe a few others. Who my favorite is, maybe the win it all. It's not Golden State, finally. I've never, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of Golden State. I don't like the shooters, you know, like the physicality. Where's Barkley at when you need him, you know? Whatever. We'll get to it. All that more to come. Thanks for tuning in. Get some, bang some episodes out here for you maybe this evening. Get some ammo. We can talk on some things. So I'll talk to you guys in a few, okay? Well, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I, I 
told you that I would be back. You know, try not to give up on you guys. You know? Knock these out. Promised you a couple segments. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm going to give you. Welcome back. Thank you. My pleasure. What's the new thing I'm trying? Thank you. Welcoming myself. Anyways, where we left off, Packers. So we're, honestly, you know, I just, I've just almost just, would just rather just change the whole podcast to a Packers podcast, really, because I just honestly could just talk about it most times. But, I mean, I know that's not, not everybody is as smart as I am and is a Packer fan, so I won't hold that against anybody. You're just going to have to stomach through me, you know, hoping, wishing, and praying that, you know, we have an undefeated season. Think we're very far. Got the greatest quarterback to ever touch football. I said it. I'm not ashamed. Or embarrassed. I think the majority of the nation would agree with me. When healthy and has the proper protection, no better quarterback out there than Aaron Rodgers. Give a damn about the hardware. It's a conversation, you know. I mean, some quarterbacks aren't set for life like Tom Brady was. So, I mean, it's just different conversations, really. Aaron's Aaron's having the career that he is with, you know, pieces missing. Every year there's pieces missing. You know, we're banged up in secondary. We're banged up in the offensive line. I will say, though, though, healthy, we have a very good offensive line. Healthy, we are a stellar offensive line. Top 10. Top 10 is a healthy offensive line. Maybe better. The defense is on, on to something as well. We brought back Mike Pettin, defensive coordinator. I love what he does. I love his mind. I'm glad that we're bringing him back. Just got this new coach, Matt LaFleur. I'm extremely excited about that. He's like a little whiz guy, like a little genius. He's a stats guy. I think that's what the Packers offense is missing. You know, I, I when we got rid of McCarthy, I was okay with it. That, that relationship has just run its course. You know, we just got lazy. You know, and anybody could see it. Even Packers fans know, could see it. You know, I mean, Mike McCarthy got too comfortable with Aaron Rodgers being able to throw 40 yarders on point. And so we just took away the run game. We took away the little, little slants and outs. Just got lazy with it, man. You just got comfortable with the greatness that is Aaron Rodgers. And you can't do that, man. He's got, A-Rod's got, I think, five premier elite years still chasing the championship. I believe that. Five years, maybe more, if we can build behind him. You know, if we can build a line around him like the Patriots have done Brady all these years. Hell, who knows what the hell could happen. That's just me. We're on the right track. We're on the absolute right track. I love LaFleur. I love his resume. You know, he was the head, the offensive coordinator of Tennessee last year. Didn't have a great year, but I mean, come on. Marcus Mariota is not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> not even close. I wouldn't even say that he's more athletic than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a runner, man. Banged up knee last year, prohibited that, but he's agile, man. Very agile. Very quick, too. Towards the end of the season, even with that banged up knee, he was scrambling all over the place, so... I get it. There's doubters on that LaFleur side. You know, that's his only downfall, and that's the only mark on his resume. Great year with Atlanta Falcons when Matt Ryan made his MVP run. He's directly connected with Sean McVay, the hottest head coach slash play caller, I think, personally, in the NFL. Man's a genius. Besides Matt Nagy, which that's the only Bears compliment I'm going to give on this entire show. I will never compliment the Bears, but I do love the offensive mind of Matt Nagy. He's not afraid to take risks, not afraid to go for it. That's all I'm going to say about the Bears. But, nonetheless, Packers are on the rise. And I think just a lot of people just are kind of counting them out because, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. But I know what's going to happen. 
I know that old Lafleur's gonna bring La Flame. <laughs> Just wait and see, okay? Just wait and see. So nonetheless, get in, dive right into this here. I think I'm gonna cut this segment because I've rambled enough just about Packers in general. Give you a little recap of what we're gonna be getting into. I'd like to talk about the draft next. I think the draft has a huge effect on us this year about how how we improve and and how we're gonna go on about the future. I think we are with we have very three three very early picks. Um, I'm just going to talk about those picks, really. I mean, we've got we've got a good draft. There's tons of talent in this draft. You know, everyone's just kind of downplaying because, I mean, besides Kyler, um, there's really no, like, generational talent coming out. You know, there's not, like, a true number one. Um, unless you're hurting for a quarterback and you're going to take that flyer on Kyler, you know, there's there's things that just go into that. You know, you got to do the trades and all that good stuff. But there's not really one spectacular generational talent star coming out of this draft. And I think that's just kind of why... People are, you know, it's just kind of a toss-up. You don't really know how those first three, first five picks are going to go because you don't know if Arizona's going to pick Kyler. They need that quarterback. There's just a lot of stuff going on. It's entertaining. I know that. It's entertaining. But nonetheless, Packers got three great picks. 12, the 30th, which is the last pick, I think. And then, it's like the 40th. I don't have the exact on what the third pick is, but it's early. It's right after, damn near right after. Um, we'll go over a few things. I think the needs, the stuff that I think we need. Um, like I said, there's tons of talent out there. It's a very deep, very deep draft as far as just depth players. And I think there's a lot of players that come out and start immediately to make an impact. And I think that I'm truly betting on our first three picks will be, should damn near be starters for us. And there's there's talent. The, the mock drafts that I'm reading and the scouting reports that I'm reading on these three players, there's numerous options at that point number 12, our first pick, so it's it's exciting, it's, it's exciting to know that we had those good picks, the 12th pick came from the Saints last year, we were, I think we had the 10th, I think the 10th, no, maybe the 12th or 13th pick, and we traded the Saints uh, last minute, they took Marcus Davenport, who also I was okay with, if we would have took it, he was a great edge rusher, he started this year for New Orleans, had a good year, uh, but nonetheless, you know, I mean, worked out, got two good running backs out of it, and I think we'll look to build on a little more, so let's take a break here, uh, we'll come back and get Get my opinions on what we think, who I think we're going to draft. Uh, first three picks, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to make all the difference for us to who we draft. Take a ride. Check it out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure for joining us. All that good, welcoming stuff. Hey, welcome back to the newly revamped Pack Attack session. Okay, this was like my pride and joy when I first started doing this. Like I, I couldn't wait to get these out. I need to be better at it. There's a lot of information that you guys need to know as non-Packer fans to help you get on board. And that's where I come in. That's where my job here is: make everybody's life easier and not so complicated by just hopping on the wagon that is the cheese heads. Okay? Perfect. Moving on. Let's talk about this draft. Got a lot of things going on in this draft, man. This draft is huge for a lot of teams. Packers have three early picks. We have the 12th, then we have the 30th, and then we have 
it's like a, it's like it's it's shortly after like six or seven picks seven eight picks after that i'm not sure could be a little late in that but there, there's three early 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 great picks and honestly to me if we just had those first two and were able to get some good quality we really wouldn't need another pick until like the third or fourth but i'm not you know hey I, we will absolutely take the picks we have we've got picks all throughout the rounds we're gonna be nice we're gonna be very good let's talk about this first pick this 12th pick of the packers give you a little back come down to Arizona. Are they going to take Kyler? Is Cliff Kingsbury going to pull the trigger after coming out and saying that Rosen is his guy? I love that he did that. I love that he came out and said that that was his guy, but then now I'm looking and like they're saying that Rosen doesn't even fit the playbook. You know, Cliff Kingsbury didn't, didn't wasn't the one who chose Rosen, so he has no ties to Josh Rosen. So if he wanted to mix things up, he could go ahead and take Kyler. And obviously, you know, they've got a great background with Kyler, so I mean, hey, the shoe fits, you know, but I like Josh Rosen. I think he deserves a chance. Whether it's with Arizona, who knows? But this first pick could be huge. Arizona, if Arizona comes out and takes Kyler first, that really only helps everybody in the draft. Then it drops down all these good, good players, these good defensive players. There are so many good quality defensive players in this draft. Packers are going to get their hands on at least three of them. Bet for sure. We're going to get at least three of them. Two of them will probably come in later rounds, which I love. I think we're very good, very smart about drafting. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, but really, yeah, it's just going to come down to this number one pick. What's Arizona going to do? Because if Arizona takes a quarterback, then, you know, the the Nick Bosa from Ohio State, and I can't remember the other guy's first name, Allen from Kentucky, the other edge rusher, two, two stellar guys who go second, third, you know, and that shifts these other four, five, and six ranked guys down. So, I mean, that helps everybody. Everybody's going to get a technically like a position player better than what they're projected. So I'm on board if Arizona wants to take that risk. I'm completely on board with that. But there's 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 a couple... Green Bay, this 12th pick, has to take an edge rusher. Okay, That's like our biggest hole to fill. It, it, we, we don't get any pressure on these quarterbacks. And with Mike Pettin is coming back as defensive coordinator, I love what he did last year with our... We've got a very young secondary. Jair Alexander was a rookie last year from Louisville. He was our first pick last year. He had a phenomenal season. Very promising young player. Very promising young player. Then you got Josh Jackson, who I think is coming into his third year into it. I mean, so we've got we've got young secondary, good secondary. We just got to get some more people around it, you know? And I think with this 12th pick, I'm going to add an edge rusher. I'm going to add edge. I'm going to add some, some steam coming off that edge, which I think is huge. And there's a couple players that the mock drafts that I've been looking at who were highlighting. Right now, when I checked today, it was this gentleman, Ja'Kai Pullett from Florida. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Uh, a big, long, athletic guy. Very quick off the edge. Uses his hands. Good feet work. Footwork. You gotta use one foot before you use the other, so I guess it could be feet work as well. Nonetheless, talented player. Uh, I'd be happy to have him. Uh, he he kind of shot off the board uh, over the last couple weeks. You know, there was this, uh, I think his name is Montez Sweat, who had a great senior bowl. Um, there was a lot of lot of hype around him, and he was on our radar there for a little bit too. Uh, but he's kind of dropped. He's dropped six or seven spots below. But the Montez Sweat guy's another long, athletic, good hands, very handsy guy. Uh, so Ja'Kai Pullett, Lamont Sweat, I said Lamont, Montez Sweat. Uh, those are two highlighted players. I think I'd rather take Pullett at this point just because of what they're saying about him. They're saying more about him. There's more... There's more promising play from him in the season as opposed to Montez Sweat just really having that breakout senior bowl. 
Um, which, you know, you know, clutch times shine, so, I mean, you could probably go either way. But the bullet guys who we who I checked today, who we're going to take 12th, that edge rusher, he'll slide right in, start immediately, I think, be a great addition to add some chaos on the outside, so I'd be okay with that. Uh, there's some... There's some. Uh, there, there's another gentleman a couple days ago who we were chose to pick, uh, Brian Burns from Florida State, another good long athletic edge rusher. I'd be pull it, pull it or Burns. I would be completely okay with because those two guys have never really left our mock drafts. It's always one or the other, you know. So obviously we've done our work on them, and either one of those guys would fill that spot immediately. So I'm absolutely banking on taking one of them guys first. I'd be really okay with that just need that edge rusher. Need that edge rusher to make a difference, and I think we'll get that. I think, like I said, and if... Tackles that are, you know, really great. I know the one from Alabama whose name slips me right now. I know he's he's probably projected top five, but hey, you never know. When things start happening and players start falling off the board or whatever, I'd read one mock draft that four quarterbacks were going to go in the first round, so fingers crossed on that one. I'd love to see that happen. But nonetheless, Packers going to take that edge rusher, 12th pick overall. It's a must. has to happen. It's going to happen. And that, my friends, is the pick number 12 for Green Bay. Hey, hi. Welcome back to part two of the Pack Attack. So we just discussed pick 12 for Green Bay. We've established that we must take an edge rusher. Must. There are an abundance of high-quality edge rushers in the first 15 picks, and I truly believe that we will get our hands on one of them. Uh, like we discussed, it was either the Ja'Kai Pullet from Florida, uh, Brian Burns from Florida State, which I think those two are probably, it's going to be one of those two. I'm pretty sure. Unless something else happens and someone just blows someone away or, or something happens at the combine, I think it's probably going to be Burns or Pullet. Uh, I'm, more and more I'm seeing the Pullet guy staying put at 12, which, I, again, I, I'm totally fine with. I'm okay with that. Uh, but one of those two. One of those two against the Sweat guy, I guess. If we were to take him, too, or something were to happen, I'm okay with that. Uh, we just need that immediate guy to come out and make an impact. And I think one of those guys, one of those three guys that I mentioned, will be the piece that we're looking for. I do. So, edge rusher at 12th. On to the next. Got the 30th pick. This one's a little more tricky. This one's kind of like, uh, there's, there's two voids we could fill, really, with this 30th pick. Uh, I guess I'll just give you my personal opinion on it. Um, I, I, I mean, again, it goes how the draft starts. So, you know, all go all depends on that number one spot. If these players, if quarterback's gone first, first pick, and all these players are starting to shift down, things will change. Obviously, game plans change. You know, according to how the vibe goes. But with this 30th pick, I'm thinking that we need a tight end. Okay, we need a tight end. I know we signed Jimmy Graham last year. Or technically a three-year deal. He, I think we restructured or something happened. He was only going to play. Uh, I, you know, I, I think he'll probably retire next year. We got him again. He's staying with us this year. Uh, we paid him quite a bit of money. I mean, it is Jimmy Graham. So I think we're paying him off the namesake. He's nowhere near who he was with New Orleans. You know, nowhere near the athletic. And then he's really nowhere near where he was in Seattle. I mean, he, you know, he took a step back coming from New Orleans to Seattle. So, you know, He's just aging a little bit, you know. I mean, either way, he's a basketball body. It's like a center 
in the middle of the fields. And I know that why we signed him was that reason. You know, he should technically be opening up the middle of the field, definitely in, in the red zone. You know, honestly, I, I, I truly thought that we would grab him. And he, I mean, he, at the age he is right now, and as unproductive as he was this year, he should have still been getting five to ten targets in the red zone. And I'm, I'm, and I'm talking like from 20 yards, from 20 yards in. Like, just throw the ball up, A-Rod. A-Rod is accurate enough, and he is big enough. He's a big enough mismatch. Good hands, still. I mean, like, you know, if it's just a one-on-one against him in a corner, I'm going to take that matchup all day. All day I'm taking that matchup. So, I, I liked, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, he's not much of a blocker, but, I mean, like, he is that, that he's a red zone threat. Ideally, he should be. And I know that things are going to change this year because Matt LaFleur's offensive system involves heavily involves tight ends which I'm okay with I'm totally fine with Graham getting back involved you know like I said if we're really going to use him if he's going to be productive anywhere we need to get him his looks in the red zone we really do A-Rod's got immaculate back shoulder throws Devontae Adams is walking point a case in point example of that walking I mean like we built Devontae Adams from what he what he we drafted you know and what he is now he's top three top five receiver last year so you know it's not for lack of tools and 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 building around him you know I think just Jimmy Graham Jimmy's just aged a little bit so we can't do some things that what I thought what maybe what we thought he was going to be able to do coming into Green Bay but nonetheless he's a veteran presence to have around I'm okay with that uh but we need a tight end we need new guys we need we need some young fresh blood to come in you know maybe Jimmy can cater to him and bring him up a little bit in the last couple years that he's around but uh there's a couple good tight ends in this draft uh you know I think the number one guy the number one tight ends coming out of Iowa Hawkinson First name escapes me right now, but the guy is otherworldly as far as tight ends go. You know, tight ends don't come out of the draft this good, especially guys who are, I mean, he could very easily go top 10. I, I you know, I, I mean, truthfully, if I'm, if I'm looking at it, I would love for the Packers to have him. I mean, he would, he would immediately make an impact. I mean, he'd start over Jimmy, no problem. But, I mean, he's that good. He blocks, his blocking, I guess, is out of this world. he got great hands, you know, so I mean, like, he's, I don't know if I'd put the comparisons of Gronk. That's big. Those are big shoes to fill. But, I mean, like, he's, you know, I mean, he is, if, if there was a comparison to Gronk, he's getting it. The, the Hawkinson guy. I wish I knew his first name. But I don't know if we'll, I, you know, I, I'm fully expecting him to go in the top 10. So I, I am not technically holding my breath that he'll be there at, at, at that 30th pick. I, you know, I, I he, he'll easily go, if he doesn't go in the top 10, he'll go very shortly after. So I'm not going to hold my breath on the, Hawkinson guy, as good as he is, he's hands around the best best tight end in the draft, hands down. Uh, behind him is a teammate, actually, uh, Noah Fant. I, I haven't watched too much of the Noah guy, but I, I mean, he's projected in the first round too. So I mean, obviously, he's got some talent there. Um, at, you know, you just don't know how he's going to handle his workload, a starting workload being the only guy you know not having to back anybody up. So I mean, there's there's some promise there. I mean, like he's just been shadowed by the Hawkinson, but obviously, the, you know, hey, if you're Two tight ends coming out of the same university. That's pretty impressive. And, you know, an Iowa, it's a, I mean, it's a Big Ten school, but, you know, it's the middle of the country, so it's that's impressive seeing two tight ends come out there. I'd be okay with grabbing the Fant guy. Be okay. Just, like I said, I'm less less knowledgeable on him than I am the Hawkinson guy. But the Hawkinson guy is just Jesus as far as tight ends go. Um, the, the the next one, I, I am okay. I My mind is set on this guy, the tight end. It's the Alabama tight end, uh, Irv Smith Jr., he draws comparisons, me personally, to an Eric Ebron. Supreme athlete, uh, very quick on good routes, you know what I mean? And I think that 
that would be great for A-Rod. A very fast, athletic tight end who can break things open in the middle. You know, I think that's honestly what we thought we were going to get with Graham. You know, we could get these 20-so yarders up the middle and stuff and just move the football. I think if we could draft this Irv Smith guy, he's athletic enough that he would be a problem to cover. Really believe that. I really believe that. There has been some mock drafts with him projected at 30 to go go to us. That's I, I Like I said, he would be a dream. If we can get, you know, I'm not so sure on the fan. I think I would go Hawkinson, then Irv Smith, and then the fan guy, just because I have not watched enough. I'm just not experienced on him or what he could do. But we got to take a tight end. I would love Hawkinson. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on that because he is that talented. But, hey, you never know. There saw a couple mocks a few days ago that had us, that had him dropping down to us. So I don't know. You know, I, the 12th is too early. We got we got to make a difference with that 12th pick for defense. So I, I I would consider it a reach. As good as he is, the tight end position is not our number one void. So 12 is too early for the Green Bay Packers to take him. But like I said, there's other other potential tight ends down the line. You know, Irv and Fant. And then I saw one today, a mock draft. Actually, I've never heard of the guy. He is from. Uh, oh man, what's his name? His name is. Is he from Texas saying it? Oh, gosh, I'm terrible. I'm not even... There's another tight end in there. I'm so sorry. I, the name just escaped me. But uh, he's he's from Texas A&M, I think. I can't remember. But he's supposed to be... He was on our mock at 30th. So I'm going to have to do some research on him. I've never heard of him before. But uh, hey, you know, I mean, all these guys that we're looking at, except for the Hawkinson, who's just an all-around guy, are all receiving threats. So as long as, you know, that, as long as LaFleur is getting his input in there and Brian G is listening to that, what we'll need, you know, I think that a tight end could be a very, very, very underutilized tool for us this coming season. If we can get a good one, a young one who can pick up the, the plays and everything, and I think any any three of those tight ends could fill that void for us. The Irv, you know, Irv Smith, I think is probably a little more likely to happen for us. But hey, if something happens, like I said, Arizona jumbles things up with that first pick, Hawkinson could fall right into our laps. I'm nervous about the 12th. I do not want to take him at the 12th. But, I mean, if he can stick around for a little bit and fall around in that 30th spot, hey, buddy, come wear green and gold. You know what I'm saying? So, tight end at 30th, I think, has to happen. Like I said, things are due to change. If there's another really good safety or if there's a good defensive tackle or offensive lineman somewhere there that we can't pass up on, then I'm down for that too. But at some point early, we're going to have to fill this talented tight end role. And there's enough of them in this first round that I think we could probably – grab one and it wouldn't be considered a reach so pick 30th my personal opinion gotta go tight end and now ladies and gentlemen we have reached the last segment of the newly revamped pack attack section segment, session, show, mix ticks, whatever. Thank you. My pleasure. So, I don't know the exact number of this pick. Is it 42? I don't know if it's 42 or not. It might be a little, little later than that. Either way, this one, if we can get the edge rusher that we need and we don't have to reach at the 30th and we ideally get the tight end we're looking for, the, 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 the third early pick that we have opens up doors for us. There's several things we can do. Because there are so many defensive quality players, I really think that a lot of these teams 
are going to fly through these defensive players, right? There's plenty of defensive tackles from Clemson, Alabama, the, 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 you know, Kentucky. Florida has several defensive players coming out. A couple safeties, uh, you know, later in the rounds. I know the Green Bay's looking at one or two of them in the fourth and in the fifth. So, I mean, there's, there's pl- there, are, there is an overabundance of defensive talent in this draft. And for that, I think, is going to help us in this third pick, this 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 later third pick, it's not the first round. It's like early first. It's like early second round. I think is what the first, the fortieth something is. But nonetheless, I, I saw this mock a couple days ago, and I've this this prospect that ha, that it had us taking. I saw earlier when the mocks first started coming out. This gentleman was a top fifteen pick. He's fallen. I don't know why. I think I you know I don't think it's because of the lack of talent that he has. I just really do think that teams have a ton of voids to fill on the defensive side. Like, I, I was, you know, half of the half of the NFC is looking for an edge rusher, linebackers. Uh, the AFC is the same thing. The AFC, a lot is looking for defensive tackles and linemen and a lot of a lot of safeties coming off the board in the first round, too. Like, late first and second round, a lot of safeties coming off. So I think that while all of these teams are getting these, filling these pieces, defense, these young defensive pieces, I think a lot of offensive linemen, besides like the really, you know, the, the, the I think there's like two that are stellar. The one from Clemson, and then I think there might be one from Alabama, maybe not. But besides those two that I think that, you know, someone will just casually take in the top 20s, there's, there's one guy who originally was, like I said, was drawing comparisons in the draft as a top 15 pick, Calvin Risner from Kansas State. Calvin Risner is his name. I have done a ton of research on the guy just because I, at one point he was, you know, he was the Clemson guy who is, you know, he's, he'll be the first lineman, the offensive lineman off the board. And then this Risner guy was saying that he could easily swap place with the Clemson guy and you're getting just as much, just not a not as strong, not as athletic of a player. But this Calvin Risner guy from Kansas State had a career year and he's, you know, I, I'm not real versed on how good an offensive lineman is on like stats, pancakes, blocks, stuff like that. I'm not sure, but I know that he, whatever he's done, he's been an all pro uh, several times throughout his career, big bodied guy. They're saying he is versatile enough that he'll be able to play two different positions. So to me, if he is there, if the Calvin Risner guy is there from Kansas State offensive lineman, it's a no brainer for me because we've gotten our impact at our edge rush. We've helped out our offense with a tight end, ideally, if that's what we're going to do. And then if we've got a gym who can play numerous positions on the offensive line, we struggled a little bit last year, Green Bay did, with injuries. Malaga was hurt. Uh, Bakhtiari, who's our best one, hurt every once in a while, too, you know. If we could get a young, aggressive, versatile lineman who could play a guard or, or, or an inside or a tackle or anything like that, who could play, and he's young, and he's he's gritty. You know, he's very very hand in the dirt type of player. If we can get one of those, while everybody is so caught up on all these pieces to plug in and the secondary and stuff, if we can snag this Risner guy at our third pick, it's an absolute steal, and I truly believe that. If you get time, check out the Calvin Risner guy. The guy is is an All American. He's just, I mean, he looks like a fucking meat sack. Excuse my language. He's a very very big man. So I think. If we can fill the needs we have at the tight end and the edge rusher, I mean, of course, the edge rusher is huge. I, I think we're going that. And, and then 30th, you know, I mean, hey, if, if things work out for us, 
and we don't end up taking that tight end 30th or whatever, hey, there's there's plenty of rounds, you know, and if we don't take the Irv guy, then the the, the tight end that we were looking at, I can't believe, I can't remember his name, Syndergaard, it's not Syndergaard, but it's something like that, but if we end up taking him later rounds, then it's a win-win, because this Calvin Risner guy is a difference maker, uh, I, this is the first mock draft that I've seen him that low out of the first round, so I don't know what's happened, I don't know if, you know, just these other defensive players are just coming out of the woodwork and impressing everybody so all these defensive players are just shooting up the, the order and then you know these linemen unless you're the Clemson guy who's pretty much solidified national champ you know two-time national champ actually because he played for him two years ago when they won it so I, you know I think that unless it's him who people absolutely know that if you're an offensive lineman you're just going to fall by the wayside because of the talent that's flowing out defensively so I think with this pick this Calvin Risner pick would be dynamite dynamite. I say that, I mean, it truly, if we can get him, it might have been, the, it might end up being the best grab of the draft for us. I mean, it can, if he turns out and he ends up being an all-around protector, he ends up being another Bulaga or another Bakhtiari, A-Rods, those are, those are two of his best friends, and rightfully so. They protect the crap out of him. And if you can add another one of those guys, fill in another gritty player like that, good God, that top 10 offensive line that I was saying could very easily roll into a top five. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, experts are already saying that A-Rod's the 2019 favorite for MVP, so they're already saying that without pieces on that line, without a healthy line and stuff like that, so man, if we can grab this guy, this Risner guy, I'm telling you, he is an absolute difference maker, and he's just under the radar because I think it's a defensive draft this year. That's all I can say about it. That's the only thing I think about it. So, I am all for this. This Calvin Risner guy, I'm going to keep a close eye on this, keep a close eye on this, you know, and if anything changes, I'll absolutely let you know, but man, if we can, this Calvin Risner guy is all of a sudden just falling into our laps, and if we can have him, it'll be one of the steals of the draft. Mark my words. It's Calvin Risner, offensive lineman, Kansas State. Versatile, can play many positions on the line. There's only like four positions on the line. He can play all of them. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Two-time All-American. You know, I mean, Kansas State, you know, Kansas State's not relevant. So, I mean, obviously, I like guys that want to go to smaller schools and stand out and, and, and lead the, the university as a lineman, too. That's what's even crazy. He's the best player on that whole Kansas State team. He's a freaking lineman. I love that. Alabama sends, what, their whole line to the draft every year. I love that. They're always the highest paid players and stuff, you know? I mean, linemen are a very, very big deal. And I think that you know, we haven't drafted that good quality one for a while. And this Risner guy, I think if he falls right into our laps, man, he's a corner piece. He's he's a cornerstone, corner piece, puzzle piece, whatever you want to call him. He he would be dynamite for us and A-Rod. And I guarantee LaFleur would just be licking his lips on it because, you know, we got two young running backs. Aaron Jones led the league in yards per carry last year. You know, I mean, obviously he was banged up a little bit, but he's an all-pro given the protection and the carries. And you know what A-Rod can do with time and protection so this Risner guy is on my list on my watch list he's on my radar I will be paying very close attention to our third pick and that rounds it out guys that rounds it out that's my picks for you You know it's kind of all over the place the quality of the show tonight wasn't the best apologies I'm a little rusty I'm trying to get back into it trying to get all these these this information out to you because I've been gone so long so I'm trying to pick it up and hit you hard with this hopefully this will tie you over so when I can get back at it, post some other ones. I'm looking forward to doing it again. I kind of got the motivation back doing this tonight. Of course, anytime I talk Packers, I get worked up. So I, you know, if you want to stick around for another hour, I mean, we could just ramble. Just spell out Aaron Rodgers' name. It's good for me. A-A-R-O-N. Whatever. Thanks for sticking around. 
This has been the Pack Attack, the revamped Pack Attack of Mixed Ticks. More to come. Like I said, the season's getting closer. Draft's right around the corner. So these mocks, I'm sure, will change all the time. So I'll keep a close eye on that. If you guys have any questions, hit me up. I'd love to start getting questions and, you know, people following and stuff. I think Mixed Ticks is now on, like, Spotify and stuff, which I'm extremely embarrassed about uh, because the quality is just hot garbage most of the time. And I don't really know what I'm talking about. Like I said, I can't even remember the name of the tight end that, you know, that we were supposed to pick. So it's not like I'm bringing you viable information. You know, it's, it says in the title of the show, I'm wrong a lot. Don't quote me. But let's have some fun. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll see you next time. Nick's Tits.